but they didn't want to say, they didn't want to call it the San Francisco pup because if you're or a, a pony. You are now listening to another episode of the Kinky Heathen Podcast. This episode was recorded eight months ago. Please be aware that the views expressed in this episode may or may not have changed in the time that has lapsed. When I first started this podcast, I told myself that I would be truthful in the information I put out to the best of my ability, and I would be honest about the good and the bad, the same way I endeavored to be in all parts of my life. Having said that, the woman that I interviewed eloquently handed my ass to me in a portion of the interview that I will not be posting. The original interview was over two hours long. Yes, 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 I deserved it. I unquestionably said some things to this woman that I didn't know were problematic at the time. Again, I will not be posting that part of the interview as it isn't directly related to this topic. Well, the topic of this episode. But that doesn't mean that I get to edit it, skip over it, without doing the work. Because how can I truly call myself an ally if I'm not willing to be held accountable for any harm I may unwittingly cause? All right, my monologue is complete. Welcome to the show. Today, I will be interviewing Bianca Spencer. And Bianca, what was your sex at birth? Female. This episode isn't visual, so how would you present if I walked up to you on the street? Hi, femme. Hi, femme. What, what, what does that mean? We got to teach the kids. Hi Femme is, uh, for me, in my presentation, is the girliest girl. Um, I can still be wearing sneakers and be super femme, so it usually means big earrings, long nails. Um, think of uh, Southern California girls with the long nails and the sneakers and the jeans and the skirts and the, the little bit boyish but really, really girly outfits. Or I might be completely in latex but high heels and completely curled out, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're teaching me something. I, I didn't know all that counted. I, well, then again, I normally look homeless most of the time. But <laughs> What are your pronouns, though? My pronouns are she and her. And how do I identify your sexual identity? Um, so I identify as a queer lesbian. Um, and I say queer lesbian, which is my personal twist on things, is because I really identify as a lesbian. However, there's a few men out in the world that might could get it. So queer lesbian includes them in that little umbrella for me. Ah. Huh. <laughs> Before we get into the meat of the show, uh, where can they subscribe to you at? Where, where can they follow you? I need you to plug yourself. Give it, Give us all of it. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram on Valley of the Curve. Um, I have my link to my OnlyFans. You can find me on OnlyFans as Bianca H. That's A-E-C-H. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Bianca H. Um, and then if you want to look for my leather club, which is the Unruly Social Club, which I'm sure we'll hit on a little bit later, which is strictly for BIPOC non-male identified people you can go on instagram and find us at unruly underscore social underscore club or you can find us on facebook at the unruly social club thank you and all of these all of these links 
will will be hyperlinked. So you can just click on them in the description below. We're going to play the infamous word game. People have been having have been having some issues with this, but I love it. <laughs> so it's going to be uh two that you may not know, and then one one related to the episode. When you derive pleasure from skin, what's it called? So you mean like a scent pig or the actual king? You can give them both. Okay, so I actually like enjoy scents. I'm a total scent pig, so I call myself a scent pig. Um, I don't know the actual kink name, but I do know the flag color. If you're flagging, it is magenta. I I would not be able to go home if I did not know the answer. <laughs> let you know. I think I think we may have misunderstood one another. I said skin. Oh, oh skin. Oh, I well, I that I, that I definitely don't know. <laughs> but you taught me something new about scent. And what is this flagging? Tell me more about that. So flagging is, so back in the day when you couldn't be out and you couldn't be queer, and we're talking like World War II era, um, the way that gay men knew that you were a gay man and what you were into, you would have a hanky in your back pocket. So they call it the hanky code, which is also known as flagging. And so different colors represent different acts. And if you're into scent, like I said, uh, you would wear a magenta hanky or a handkerchief or, you know, bandana in your back pocket. Um, and if you wore it on the right side, that meant you were into smelling. And if you wore it on the left side, you were into people smelling you or for whatever kink, you know, you're into. So, like, black is sadism. Um, yellow is piss play. Um, there's hunter green, which is daddy and then the submissive so like daddy girl or daddy boy or however you identify um there's just like a whole plethora there's silver lame there's a million different colors for whatever you're into that's cool we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to do some research on on, on that yeah there's a, there's a ton of history on it and it's really interesting because it's actually quite gendered but they're making it more expense, expansive so it's definitely something you should look into but to get back to the, the question, it's called uh, dermophilia. Ooh, interesting. Derma as in the dermis, and philia as, as in the love of. <laughs> but I think the, the, the scent one is more interesting. <laughs> I may have to go back in and add that and look that up and add that in as, as like a fourth wall break. <laughs> this one, if you get this, I will be impressed because I didn't get this in a, in a million years. Harpaxophilia. I have no idea. It's the sexual arousal from being the victim of a robbery or burglary. You know, I can see that. I can see that. And I understand why that's a kink, but I never knew that there was a word for it. I see it. What uh, What makes you think, you said you, you understand it. Uh, can you explain more about that? Because I, it's beyond me. I'm not judging. It's just, I just be scared. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, well, that's the thing, right? Sometimes you like being scared, right? So you you can watch a scary movie. Even though it terrifies you, you might enjoy that fear. Some people get off on that type of situation. Um, if you've ever been in like an adrenaline rush situation, something that was super intense, and then had sex with your partner afterwards, the sex is super, super intense as well. 
So that's the point that I can understand. The robbing and all the other stuff, I think, is just a role play for the other, you know, kickbacks that they're getting. But I get it. I can see it. Well, when you put it that way, it it does make sense. I personally don't like to be scared. I'm not here for the mini heart attacks. I I can't (laughs) handle it. But I do understand that the the adrenaline rush, I think that that can be addictive. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm not here for the scariness. Just to let y'all know, I, I don't watch scary movies. If something pops at me, I'm going home. I'm not watching it. I prefer Disney movies and Pixar to everything in life. I've never seen it. Don't tell me about it. So I'm not into that level of scary, but I do do very, very scary things otherwise. <laughs> well, in that case, in the kink world, I think scary is relative. But in, in the regular vanilla world, I don't watch it or none of that stuff either. Listen. Same. Same, girl. I had a nightmare about Shrek. I can't. (laughs) The little king in Shrek. He's weird, right? Yes. You are Miss Rubber, San Francisco, 2020. I am. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm the only one. There's no other Miss San Francisco. I'm actually the first and the only. Wow. (laughs) How did you get there? How was... How did you get elected or, or is it like, do you have to lobby? How, how does how does that work exactly? Tell me more. So um, the leather and latex contest scene or competition scene is kind of like Miss America with sexual aspects to it. So um, you they hold a contest. We submit your application. Um, I went in front of a panel of judges. I answered questions. Um, they put like, not, we didn't have top questions on stage. Uh, we had uh, to create like a little skit to engage the audience. Hmm. We also, at the same time, were raising money. So people were putting chips in our buckets, like the audience was putting chips in our bu- buckets to engage the audience into donating. Uh, we were taking pictures. We were doing meet and greets. It, it's pretty intense for for a title. It's pretty intense. It sounds like it. I've I've never actually been in any sort of pageant or anything. Uh, My mother wouldn't bake the pies for the church, so <laughs> I was a pa- I was actually a pageant kid growing up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, my mom my mom had me do pageants and modeling as a child, and so I learned a bunch. And I always loved crowns, and I was always good on stage and. I received a bunch of scholarship money from doing it as a child and a couple little checks or whatever. And then, yeah, so I guess, you know, all lessons do travel through you with you through life. That's impressive from, from a pageant kid to, to Miss Rubber. <laughs> I know, if they could only see me now. <laughs> Since you said you did some pageants as a kid, do you think that this, um, that your love for latex started that way? Because I've, I've also read that some people, it starts as a kid with a balloon fetish because, you know, for everything kids do, there's a balloon. It actually, it didn't for me. Well, I've always loved the Jessica Rabbits and the sultry, feminine, ultra feminine, ultra sexy, ultra sultry women, um, curvaceous, totally comfortable with their bodies. Um, I was always a kid that was bigger than everybody else. I'm curvier than other people. I'm taller than most people. I was especially tall as a child. And I was always just super comfortable with my body, which I think threw people off. 
for a while. Um, but as I grew older, that led to me buying tidier and skimpier dresses and going out and living my best life in my 20s at nightclubs in New York City. And then I would look and as I got into fetish and I got into like the leather and the latex, I would see these women in these latex outfits. And I was like, oh my God, I wouldn't try that. But I didn't think that it would fit my body type. Because when you mostly see these women, they're wasty, thin, shiny women, which is great, you know, if that's your body type, but that's not me. I, you know, eat rice and beans growing up and my thighs and my ass show it, you know? And so I didn't think there was a spot for me. And then I was actually dating someone or I was not dating them at the time, but I wanted to date them. And she had mentioned that she was into latex and she was like, Oh, I think latex is really cute on girls. And I was like, Oh, well, we're gonna, I'm gonna surprise you and I'm gonna show up in a latex dress and not say a word. And so I bought this dress, like, you know, it was a cheap, flimsy latex dress because I didn't want to invest in something. I didn't know if I was going to like it or how I was gonna feel in my body. And I bought this dress and when I tell you this dress made an impact, I still have that dress in my closet. I am never getting rid of this dress. Um, but that dress made a huge impact that night. With everybody, I received nothing but compliments, and I felt so comfortable in my own skin while I actually felt like I was wearing absolutely nothing because latex is so thin that it kind of feels like you're not wearing clothes sometimes. So it was like so freeing, and then to get complimented on it, and I was just, I just felt so good that I wanted to get more and more and more of it. And so I started like investing in like smaller pieces or like classic pieces like blank sleep that you could wear a million different times and no one would know it was the same piece over and over again like like a black dress type of thing and I would find pieces on like eBay because I didn't I didn't want to invest all this money into it I'd buy them on eBay I would buy it and then I slowly built up my wardrobe and then um the boys in San Francisco have always had a Mr. Lee, Mr. San Francisco rubber. They've always had a Mr. San Francisco rubber. And I knew the producers. And there was no myth. There's no myth anywhere in the world. There's no myth latex or Miss rubber anywhere in the world. Wow. Um, and so I went to them and I said, I want to be Miss San Francisco rubber. And I want you to hold a contest so I can run. And they're like, oh, we're talking about it. And I was like, cool. But I want to do it, and I want to do it when the guys do it. I want to do it the next time the guys run. And they were like, well, we'll discuss it. And then next thing I knew, the contest was up there, and I put my name in the hat because that's what I wanted to do because I knew I could win, and I knew I could do it. Uh, were there other um, women or, or female-bodied participants? No, and I'm really actually upset about that. I'm really upset that I didn't have a contestant to run against. So they, when they opened up the misters, the, when they added the miss title, they included a bunch of different categories. So they have a Mr. San Francisco rubber, who is uh, my husband, AJ Huff. Then they have uh, a mixed title, which is for a non-binary person, and that's held by 11. And then they have a San Francisco uh, fetish pet, which could be uh, a puppy... A, a, a pig, a dog, whatever, however you identify as your, you know, your persona. Um, and we have Brock, who is a pig. 
And they all had people who ran against them. There were so many other people in the different categories. And, and in this category, there was nobody else but me. And I was, I wanted to run against somebody else. I wanted, I really, really wanted it, but it didn't happen. So next time I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting more, more people for my title. If you live in San Francisco or Oakland or the Bay Area and you're listening to this and you want to wear latex and run for a title, the next time we hold a contest, please run. Please have like five female identified or women identified people on stage. Please come and run for this title because I want there to be a competition and I don't want it to just be one person. Going back to what you said, I've got some questions. You said that there was a rubber pet? Mm-hmm. As in, like, you know how you have pup play? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. But they didn't want to say, they didn't want to call it the San Francisco pup because if you're or a, a pony, a, that a pup title wouldn't be for you, right? Mm-hmm. So they they didn't want to exclude any of the identities if you identify as any type of um, pup play, horse play, pony play, or whatever that you might call it or like pigs, or whatever whatever your animal is, uh, they didn't want to exclude you. So they called it pet to keep it under a larger umbrella. I didn't even know that it makes sense, but I didn't know that there were other... Of course, I've heard of a pay pig and other things like that, but I didn't think there were more other anthropomorphic... Uh, Identities? Yes. Yeah, we had actually, we had a fox run. Um, wow. he had an amazing, yeah, it was, oh my God, it was an amazing, um, outfit. It was completely text. Um, and he had ears and a tail that was like all the way up to his shoulders. It was beautiful. And he, um, I think he identifies as a, like a Cub Scout. He's like, he wears a Boy Scout using farm all the time. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a sight to see. Like, it really sounds like something that you need to be there for and experience. Yeah. It sounds really, really nice. It is. It's fun. We're we're a fun group of individuals. <laughs> Let's talk more about your your latex journey. When you started out, mm-hmm. you wanted it because of a girl that liked it, that liked latex. Mm-hmm. So you showed up in yeah. the, in, the, in this dress, but you didn't tell me mm-hmm. more about. Um, you you said you were looking for for cheap pieces. Is latex expensive? Because for someone that knows nothing about it, uh. Oh yeah, because balloons are cheap. So, so latex is latex is an art. Latex is an absolute art, and because latex is an art, and because it's such a delicate material, um, you will you will charge more for the work that you do. And as as you become more experienced in working with latex, you can absolutely charge thousands of dollars for a dress. Um, I have a dress that in latex forms is relatively inexpensive. Um, it was about $225. And that's just a simple little dress. It's on my Instagram. It's this cute little leopard print um, cross tie in the front and skirt on the bottom. And it was $225. Um, and that's relatively inexpensive. But as you get into more intricate pieces, as you get into more full body pieces, depending on what you're into wearing, it will absolutely um, go higher and higher in the three-digit numbers, definitely in the four digits with the commas, 
Latex is really expensive to have, and it's also really expensive to own and maintain. I was watching your uh, Melbourne rubber interview, Mm -hmm. and that was the same outfit? Yes, that outfit, yep. You look phenomenal, sis. Phenomenal. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. That That hair flip, when you stood up and turned around, I was like, yes! Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> I'm here for all of it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I love that dress. I literally got it as we went into lockdown and I haven't been able to wear it. So that was like one of the first times I was actually able to wear that dress. So that's the other thing with latex, right? There's no give. I mean, there's give if you, if it, if it, um, like if I gain weight, I can work it. But if you lose weight, you lose some of that elasticity. You know what I mean? And you get, some people are fine with a little baggy latex. I am not one of those people because that's not how latex works for me. Like, I, that's not what makes it fun for me. So it's a weird feeling. I'm not mad at it, but it also gives me excuse to go shopping. So I'm not totally upset. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to envision it for myself. Is it like, mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, but you are a lesbian. So, um, because I was going to say like a baggy condom type type of loose or or what are we talking like loose? Yeah, that, yeah, that for me, like a baggy condom type of loose is super uncomfortable for me when it comes to latex. Other people are totally okay with it. Like I know, um, you know, one of my partners, he wears uh, pants and the pants are semi-loose. They're not completely all the way tight sometimes. And that works for him. It does not work for me. I would feel completely uncomfortable wearing something like that. I like the tightness. I like the feeling of being encased. I like the compression on my body. I like when it's super hot and you're outside at like Fulton Street there or Dory Alley. Um, when you're walking outside and you're hot and you start sweating and you can feel that little drip just go down the side of your body and you're not quite sure where it's coming from there's a puddle underneath you that's my favorite part and I don't feel like I can completely get it when I'm in like something that's a little bit looser there's a little more touching of the fabric versus this sheer just film between you and the fabric if that makes sense it does it it actually does because I was looking at um a latex pencil skirt. I didn't didn't buy it. It was one hundred and twenty dollars. I didn't buy it because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what to do with it. Because again, that was my first time seeing something and holding it holding it in my hand. It was kind of I don't want to say tough, but mm-hmm. but you're right. It, it doesn't have much give. It it and I mm-hmm. wasn't sure. How do you size that and how do you get into it? <laughs> um, with a lot of lube. Um, <laughs> what? So yeah. So. I swear. So what happens is you usually, it's usually to measure. Um, every dress that I ever get is made to measure just because I have a very small waist and I'm a very curvy person. Um, so I can't just buy things off the rack. However, I can know my measurements and find things at like, uh, Libidex is a company that is just, they make standard items, like classic items. And they have a plus size line, so I can know that I can find like a basic, you know, pencil skirt or something like that. Um, so to get into latex, it's a little bit of gymnastics and sometimes you need a friend. <laughs> so 
you actually use silicone lube, like like you would to have sex or to masturbate or something. Mm-hmm. You would use silicone lube and you rub it on your body, almost like lotion, but you don't rub it in. Um, and it creates this silky barrier so you can glide your clothes on. So you have to be careful if you have nails because you can tear a hole in the fabric. But you basically have to like shimmy your way in um, depending on the item. For like, so for me, for a skirt, I might like step into it and it might get tighter. And I would put my arms next to I don't know how to describe it. I'd put my arms next to my thighs and pull the skirt up with my hands and slowly let it go so it's placed in the right spot. Versus um, I also have other dresses that have zippers on them, so I don't have to think about this at all. And I can just step into the dress and zipper it up and go, which is really awesome when I'm by myself. Um, but then I also have like a long sleeve corset dress um, that I have to lube the inside of the outfit as well as myself. And then I also need a friend to zip up the back because of, you know, constriction. <laughs> Because of the corset. So, yeah, it's like, it's a lot sometimes. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you've got to, so in this particular outfit, you've got to lube up your body and lube up the inside of the dress to put it on. Yeah, because that's that's the, the only way that you can get it on. Because if you're, if it's, if think about, okay. So, think about um, if you put two pieces of plastic wrap together, right? You have one on one hand and one on the other hand. And you're trying to slide them. They're going to get caught and they're going to get in like in this little ball and it's going to be a mess. So it's the same concept. You need that that glide. You need that moisture to get it where you need to go. Otherwise, you are going to completely rip your whole outfit and you're going to be very, very, very upset. I promise you. Have you ripped a piece before? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, I have. Um, I had this cute pink uh, latex dress and I was by myself getting into it for the first time it took me like a good 20 minutes because I had to like lube myself lube the dress and then like maneuver with like long sleeves and then I had acrylic nails at the time so I can maneuver with my acrylic nails and so I finally get into the dress right I finally get into the dress everything's great I get into the driver's seat of the car and I'm two blocks from the house I'm late for where I'm going and the entire sleeve seam split. Baby, had it been me, I would have been mad. Ooh, I would have been mad. But tune in next week. We're going to have part two of the three-part latex series. With Bianca, a.k.a. Valley of the Curves. We're going to talk more about what it's like to be in latex to be vacuum sealed in it and how to get your partners into it. So I'll see you on Tuesdays as always. In the meantime, if you like it, tell somebody else. Leave a comment, leave a review, five star I hope. If you don't like it, just tell me. I'm listening. We can talk about what you don't like. And if you want to be a guest, head to the website. The Kinky Heaton Podcast dot com. All right now, tune in next Tuesday.